0: Blog Talk Radio Thank my friends. The opening music was by Save Vocal Group from the CD Native Angels by Save. I think you're really going to enjoy this whole CD. Uh, it's really unusual Native American instruments with Gregorian chanting and other types of singing. And I, I know you're going to enjoy it. So if you want to order a copy, contact SAVAE.org or you could find them on Facebook because they also do live shows. You can listen to them for free on YouTube but they also have a CD for sale on Amazon.com. Okay, um, as it's like to welcome and saying Happy Easter, and I wish you a very very blessed day as everybody is having meals with their families and having Easter egg hunts and really enjoying this time to uh, keep Sunday sacred and remember that we're uh, really blessed because. Jesus died for us and gave us His life, and Easter is about His being risen from uh, the dead, and uh, there's many traditions that go along with uh, that. And today uh, we are reading in Romans 13, and uh, we're just going to send a prayer out for everybody. And I want to just thank you so much for tuning in every Sunday morning, and uh, God bless you and you and your families, and all your little creatures there and your little furry friends, your feathered friends and as we do love animals and we bless all of you. Okay, the call number this morning six one nine nine two four nine seven four four. And we take with Sunday airs every Sunday, eleven AM Pacific Standard Time. So let's say our opening prayer together Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for everything. And we also pray for all the Christians being persecuted worldwide. This is still going on. We began to... Pray for it last year, little did we know uh, that things would get worse and um, the persecution of the church. And it's written about all through the Bible, the persecution of the church. And it's happening in our time, believe it or not, in this modern time. It's gone back uh, in the Middle East to medieval times and uh, a certain sect of people are, are doing horror to others. Heavenly Father, help us those whose lives are in jeopardy, and other people who just take lives for distorted evil reasons. We pray for the sick in mind and body and those that are lonely and uncomforted. Forgive us, God, for our sins. We pray for those suffering from domestic violence here in our own homes and freedom from addiction from all kinds. Please keep my dear friend in mind for this domestic violence part. Domestic violence was perpetrated on somebody I care about very much, and he broke her arm, her spleen, and some ribs and hit her with a car. Father in heaven, please, please stop this man and put him in prison where he belongs and actually get her the help she needs. We ask this in Jesus' name. To help us, God, send angels to fight against every evil to protect all of us and your angels to watch over everyone. Prayers go out to all those who suffer in the world, including the animals who can't speak for themselves. We also pray for the wisdom of our president and the rest of our policymakers. They have many decisions to make, and we are praying for all the countries for problems of suffering all over the world. Thank you, God. Thank you. Please answer our prayers. And we ask in Jesus' name to bless us and help us grow in our care and understanding under his care, so we better understand what's going on. And we pray for everyone in their families, or in their prayers, and those listening. For any health problems you're having, please persevere, keep going. I have been very, very ill, and day by day I'm getting better, but I am going to a doctor. I know it's tedious, but please, God, help us move forward and take care of ourselves. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. And I wish everybody a happy birthday on your Easter, little Easter babies. You're actually um, having your birthday and Easter at the same time. And I went through and wished everybody a happy birthday on Facebook. And also I want to tell those that we missed here, happy um, blessed birthday. You have a very prosperous year ahead. And also anybody has an uh, anniversary or anything like that. And we are reading out of the Ryrie Study Bible as we do every Sunday. And um, if you have no Bible, you can go to www.biblegateway.com. There's a Bible there. And also www.biblia.com. That's where uh, I get my online Bible. And, of course, I keep my Ryrie Study Bible right here. Anyway, so let's do uh, the review of last last week's um reading, which was Romans chapter 12, and I'm going to go through the notes, and then get my notes from shmoop.com, and uh, there's some uh, Harvard people that have uh, gone through and summarized the uh, whole chapter for us, since we already read it last week, so let's now read this summary, the Epistle to the Romans chapter 12 summary. Now that Paul has finished all that, he has also had the ideas for Christians. We really want to live in harmony with each other and be close to God. Christians should give up their whole being over to God. They can fill them up with everything that is good and wonderful, all around awesome in his eyes. They do not want to be doing what everyone else is doing, but they also want to be transformed into new people who can intimately know God. It sounds like the right thing to do. Some pointers, don't get cocky, keep a level head, use common sense, good ideas. We should be making notes. Anyway, they are joking a little here. Paul says that the Christians are like different parts of the body. Every body part, arm, leg, toe, gallbladder, has a different function. And they all play an important role in keeping your body moving. We're starting to feel like we're in biology class, but that's what it's talking about. Every part has its purpose. Everyone has different gifts, too. Some people are good at predicting the future, some at ministering to others, some at teaching. Some are generous. Thank you for those people. Some are natural leaders. Some are just plain compassionate. All these gifts are important and really perfect with God. Overall, Christians should do what's loving and be a big roundhouse kick to the face of everything that's evil. They should love each other a lot, serve God, be patient, and bad things happen. Stranger to the, welcome strangers to the. So sorry to me. Welcome strangers to, in their need, to help people. Be kind to of people are out to get them. Basically, live in harmony with everyone, everything. As for people who tick you off, don't be filled with anger and vengeance. Help us watch for that, Lord. Live, leave it up that up to God. After all, Paul quotes, "Vengeance is mine; I will repay," says the Lord. You should even be cool to your enemies. If they need food, give it to them. If they're hungry. Crack open ice to cold Coke and give it over. Really, just kill them with kindness, Paul says. It's the only way that you might make them feel ashamed of what they're doing to you. Basically, Paul sums all this up with a final piece of advice. Don't get taken over by evil. Instead, take over the whole world with good. And that's totally what we're into. So today, we're going to open our Bibles to chapter 13. Here. And I want to wish everybody a happy Easter again And next week is actually Greek and Orthodoxy Eastern Orthodoxy uh, So all the Orthodox churches will celebrate Pasha next, next Sunday So this is really Palm Sunday to the Eastern Orthodox So anyway, I'll be celebrating both Because I am both Anyway, uh, so today we're reading about uh, Romans 13 Let's start at the top In relation to government Every person is to be in subjection to the government authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. For rulers are not a cause for fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For it is in, it is a minister of God to whom you you for good. Let me read this. For it is a minister of God to you for good. But if you do what e- do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing. For it is a minister of God, an avenger, who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also conscience' sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes for rulers are servants of God, devoting themselves to this very thing. Render to all what is due them tax, to whom tax is due, custom, to whom custom, fear, to whom fear, honor, to whom honor, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, And for the who loves his neighbor is fulfilled in the law. For this, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, it is summed up with this, saying, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Do this knowing the time that there is already an hour for you to awaken from sleep, for now salvation is nearer to us than we believe. The night is almost gone, and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in the crowding and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity or sensuality, not in strife or jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus no provision for the flesh in regards to its lust. So that's chapter thirteen. So let's read the notes. Let's see. To be in subjection. This is from the same Greek verb used by Paul in Titus three one. And by Peter in first Peter two thirteen, where essentially the same view of the individual's proper attitude to the state is set forth. There is no authority except from God. This does not say that only certain forms of government are ordained by God. God is established and upholds the principle of government, even though some governments do not fulfill his desires. It says, it does not bear the sword for nothing. God was given the shirt, the state of the power of life and death over its subjects in, in order to maintain order. This is the word for the sword indicates that it is shaped like a saber that it is carried by magistrates to show they have the power to punish, even to death. Therefore, one should hold government in healthy respect. Okay, taxes. Paid to Caesar, as in Luke, and Luke says custom is a toll or a duty. Some paid the debt may be permitted because of Matthew 5:42, but the commandment is literally not to continue in debt. Love is a debt one can never fully discharge. And then from sleep, out of the insensitivity to sin and the future accumulation of our salvation, at the return of the Lord is nearer every day. And then the illustration of obedience to this command in the book of burning in Acts 19.19. So again, we are just going to keep reading and keep learning and Pay Caesar, to what is Caesar? pay your taxes. And the first thing I do when taxes are due, my taxes been done. I get them done in February. is I go down to the tax people and I pay their due, but usually I don't owe taxes, but I actually get my taxes done right on time because I do fear the government. And it's a nice, healthy fear. I fear God more, but I do fear the government and I do pay them their taxes and what is due. As far as being in debt, I do have some debt, and just reading that, I really do have to take everything in hand and uh, start paying all that off. So, help me God, help me do it. Okay, let's see. Here, okay. I have picked up something to read from Guidepost, and it's the best love stories of Guidepost. And um, this is wrong number, right an answer see here i'm going to read you a story this is by jesse mcginnix jones from Forest city north carolina okay that morning february 28th 1992 my granddaughter melissa fixed my hair at the beauty parlor where she works while i caught up on the local news i had missed during the my recent hospital stay on valentine's day after a spell with my heart i had had a pacemaker put in I felt good now, and I was glad to be on my way from all those doctors and nurses constantly fussing at me. My daughter, Rita, picked me up 1130 and ran me back to my trailer. Mama, she said on the way, why don't you come over to my place and I'll fix you a sandwich, and... No, uh-uh, I interrupted her. You already did too much for me. Thank you, I'm fine. Rita was always trying to keep an eye on me, especially since my heart spill. I didn't want to be rude, but I thought I could look after myself. I wanted to convince my six kids that that it had been a battle just to stay in my trailer. The fact is, that age 80, the more independent I felt, the happier I was. I had been strong all my life. If anything serious happened, Carolyn, another daughter, lived right next door to me. I loved my kids, but I didn't understand what they were all so doggone worried about. I would let them know if I needed something. I said so to Rita and thanked her again for her offer of lunch and the ride home. I'll call you later, Mama, she said, and pulling her car away. I shrugged and went inside, latching the chain door behind me. I wanted to get a little work done around the trailer, but first I had to get out of my blouse. Some hair clippings had caught under the collar, and I was itching like crazy. I sat down on my bed and pulled my left arm out of the sleeve, then on the right, but something was wrong. My arm was stuck. I tried again, but my right arm wouldn't move. It was just hanging there. I realized with a shock my whole right side of my body was limp. Oh, my Lord, am I having a stroke? I reached for the phone table near the bed. I couldn't coordinate my movements. That was the most frightening sensation. I was helpless alone. Carolyn had her grandson for the day and probably wouldn't check on me, especially the way I've been carrying on lately. I managed to slide down to the floor and tried to kick the table and knock the phone over, but my legs thrashed around uselessly. I finally hooked my left foot under one leg of the table. I gave it a jerk and the phone moved a few inches. I jerked again, a few more inches. Still a long way to go. Again, getting closer, my strength was failing. And just as I got the phone poised to go over the edge of the table, it rang. Carol and Rita, oh my God, let it be one of the kids. 2, ring 3, ring 4. I desperately tried to topple the phone. Don't let her hang up. Please don't let her hang up. I let out a weak cry as I made one last lunge to the table, and the phone fluttered over on the carpet, the receiver landing just inches from my reach. My trembling left hand crept toward the receiver, closer. At last, I held the cool plastic to my ear. Help, I gasped. Help me. There was a silent pause. Then a man's voice hesitantly came from the receiver. What? Help me, please. I need help, I screamed. But this time I heard myself. My words were a horrible slurred garble. The fear and frustration stormed me through my head. I tried it again. Argo, ar- oh, I'm sorry. I can't understand you. Who is this? The stranger asked. I clutched the phone like a lifeline. Please don't hang up. I need you. Are you hurt? Are you sick? Yes, yes, my mind screamed. Then he talked to someone on the other end, and a woman's voice came on. Hello, she said. Can we help you? Again, the horrible sounds came out of my mouth, and I was so angry, I wanted to just throw the phone aside. Yeah, I know these people were my only hope. God help them see me. The voice converted again, and then the woman said, We've dialed the wrong number, but you obviously need help. We're going to hang up and call the police. Oh, God! Don't hang up. Listen, please try not to worry. I'll promise we'll get to you. Then the line went dead, and I felt tears roll down my cheeks as I pushed the receiver back to its cradle. A terrible silence fell over my trailer. Was this how I was going to die? All alone, begging strangers for help. How would they ever find me? I'm in the living room. There is a montage of snapshots I put together over the years, a big, overflowing frame, two loving husbands, both whom God called home, my six children, all their children, weddings, graduations, births. I wanted to crawl there now so that I could be close to them, if my time was at hand. Instead, grasping for breath, I rolled back against the bed, and the and berated myself for being so stubborn and foolhardy. So all they I wanted, all they wanted to do was help me. My thoughts began to swim and swirl. The the shrill ringing of the phone snatched me back to reality. Grappling with the receiver, I finally got the phone mouthpiece closed and made a croaking sound. A woman's voice answered back This is 911. Thank goodness we reached you. Now I need your help. I'm going to ask you some questions. Make a sound only when I'm right. We're going to start with the kind of house you live in. She began to run through a list of uh, descriptions red, blue, yellow, big, small, ranch, colonial. No, 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 not a house. I struggled to cry in despair. I tried to send a message to her. I know she cried. You live in a trailer. Yes. We went through the same process of elimination to the part of town I lived in, my street, my side of the street. I could hear people in the background rustling through maps and the phone book. Finally, came across one question: Was I waiting for the answer? Are you Mrs. Jones on Mount Pleasant Church Road? Thank God. Thank you. In a matter of minutes, Caroline was walking. To me through a window while firemen broke open my door. A short time later in the hospital, doctors confirmed I had indeed suffered a minor stroke. This time I didn't mind them fussing over me too much. I couldn't have been happier to see all my children and grandchildren fussing over me too during the next few days. I bounced right back and was out of the hospital inside of a week. The couple who had dialed my number Mike and Paula Pruitt had called the police after hanging up with me. They had an idea about how they might misdial, and 911 took it from there, frantically trying combinations of numbers until they got through to me. Today, I'm back to normal, enjoying my independence again, but I'm not so sensitive as I was about my family looking in on me. I'm not trying to run my life. They never were. They just love me and want to help me around for a while, have me around for a while. I, just, I set up an intercom for my trail to Carolyn's, and everyone has keys to my place. We all need one another. Kinfolk especially should stick close. Sometimes it might feel like we're stuffed together, one, one big clan knocking elbows and knees and pushing for space like bitches in my frame, but we are held together by love and by a God that can turn the wrong number into the right ones. Oh how I love that story. Thank you God for guiding me to that. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. It reminded me that I have had, you know, various illnesses and um my daughter has helped me so much and I want to thank my daughter, Ronnie Youngkin, for all all the help she has shown me and she's made sure I've gotten to my doctor. She's sat through me through I'm terrified of the dentist. She sat through me through the dental appointments. And my daughter is a very, very hard worker. And she has three grown children. And her youngest is in college. And uh, my daughter is a very hard worker, yet she's here for me. And I want to thank her very much for showing that love and care and how much she means to me. She means everything to me. And I love you. And Happy Easter to my family and to everybody else's family. And next week, we're going to actually be reading Romans uh, 14. And uh, it's just been, you know, amazing. Uh, We've gone through, I can't believe we're at Romans. We have gone through the whole New Testament. And uh, I have, you know, even though I was fearing to continue because, you know, Romans is, is, we don't have that much further, you know, until we're actually at Revelation. And when we finish that, we're going to start, I guess, in the Old Testament, I'm not sure, I'm a little worried about that, because um, the Old Testament has a lot of begats and begotten and everything else, but I will try, that's all I can say, I can't promise, but I'm going to try, and I appreciate you listening, because I know people have a lot of things to do, especially today's Easter Day, and uh, I know that you may not be listening right now, but you're listening in archives. You know how much I appreciate that, because it does show up on Blog Talk Radio. It uh, shows me how many people are listening, and it happens to be a lot. And I want to let you guys know I appreciate you so much. That every time you listen, may you be blessed for supporting me, and supporting your and yourself and your heavenly Father, as we try to pray together and make some sense of what's going on and. Just take this moment out to read our Bibles and, just say, and read our stories and say our prayers. So I want to say God bless you and thank you for everything. I hope you have a very happy Easter and all your Easter little wishes come true. And uh, then we'll be celebrating another Easter next week. And I want to also pray for all the family of the martyrs that have died just because they're Christians. We know they're in heaven
1: at the right hand of Jesus. And I want to say
0: Easter is because someday we, all, we will all be resurrected and we will be, be alive and we will have no death. So let's say our closing prayer together after a moment of silent meditation for those who are suffering. God, grant me the serenity, the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And in closing, may God bless and keep you in his loving arms so that you may have the strength to face whatever is ahead. Remember, you're never alone. God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten Son. And please message your right. I love you very much, and you take care, and I'll see you next week. God bless you. Amen.